I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, an investment advisory practice. I've been an advisor for nearly 30 years, and one of the questions I get asked most frequently is, do I have enough money relative to other people my age? And while that's an interesting question, it's also the wrong question. The right question is, is do you have enough money to sustain your lifestyle for the rest of your life? This is a question you should know the answer to. This is what we do. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our Big Proud American Eagle logo. Before we get to our guest, I want to talk about our NOAS subscription. CD Media is not just a local news company. We're not just a military company. We're not even just a national company. CDM is a global news organization that has reporters from the Middle East to Eastern Europe to the Balkans to Asia to Latin America to the United States. Put us in your daily scan and get the news, tip of the spear news from around the world. I know that people don't like ads, however. They don't like pop-up ads on their phone. They don't like to see ads on the websites. But you know what? We have to make money. Seriously, we have to support ourselves, and that's one of the ways we do it. However, if you don't like ads, you can sign up for our NOAD subscription. And guess what? You get access to our dozen newspapers around the world, our dozen news organizations, and you get access to all this quality, high-quality content. So, so give us a few bucks, sign up for your NOAD subscription, and you'll get access to all of the sites with a block on the ads, and you'll be very happy. And now let's get to our guest. It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. We sat down with Gawain Towler recently, who is was the number two under Nigel Farage for the Brexit Party, their comms director. He uh, is very close to Nigel and wanted to give us a story of what's happening behind the scenes in the UK on the debanking crisis uh, with Nigel and in the results. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Hi there, it's uh, Gwen Toler again. It's been a while, uh, but very happy to be back uh, on CD Media. Um, and what a time it is to be alive. Um, the, the liberal elite establishment in the UK have somehow managed to make their greatest bogeyman, Mr. Nigel Farage, my former boss, the... Um, the latest great consumer champion in the UK uh, by behaving like the bunch of self-entitled hoons that they've always been. Um, it's extraordinary. So you see all this stuff in the UK, you know, you can't say this, you can't say that, you'll be put in jail, you're, you know, you'll be targeted. Uh, but then, then this happens, which is kind of out of the blue. Where, where did this come from? Well, it's not really out of the blue. Um, basically, the banks have given themselves values and purposes, mm -hmm. I quote. We have a purpose. The only purpose I can think of is in from the Steve Martin film, The, the Jerk. And I think they don't mean that. Um, 
but I've got a special purpose. Um, but, the, <laughs> but the, which was the first thing I thought when I said that saw their report. But the bottom line is, uh, they've jumped on the sort of uh, DEI, DI, diversity inclusion agenda, the corporate social responsibility agenda, any other particular agenda you could likely find of. They've covered themselves in rainbows and Black Lives Matter flags, um, and the whole. The corporate world, alongside academe, alongside politics, alongside museums, alongside pretty much everything, sport, pretty much everything, is more interested in values than achievement. Right. Or a bank money. today is not interested so much in its share price in that it ticks a whole bunch of boxes that have got nothing to do with banking. Yeah. We're um, seeing that we're, we're seeing that change in the US, you know, with Bud Light and well, all this, you know. Now, from what I understand in the US, there has been some kickback. Yes. By some of the corporations. They've jumped off this bandwagon. It's um, starting. And it's it's starting. And I think what you've seen in the UK is I mean, the tide is still coming in very fast when it comes to this stuff. It's ubiquitous. You can't walk down a street, even in a small town like the one I live in, mm -hmm. without the flags being out. And I can't get money out of my bank without the cash boy machine, the ATM, telling them how proud they are to support whatever the latest this month's Nostrum. Um, Do they make you clap? <laughs> no, we don't have to clap, but that may come. <laughs> with digital currency you won't get your money out unless you unless you yes. recite after me yes <laughs> i believe in the diversity agenda um etc 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 so that's that's essentially what's going on and but what has happened and what what we're i suppose what is the hook for this conversation mm -hmm. is what happened to uh my former boss now about three and a half months ago four months ago he received a letter from his bank now, this isn't any old high street bank. This is the Queen's bankers. This is Coots. Coots mm -hmm. as a bank has been going for 100 years longer than the Bank of England. Yeah. It is one of the oldest banks in the world. Um, 16 something rather it was founded. Um, it probably financed plantations in your fine country um, yeah. at some point before, before you had some aberration and decided to leave. Um, but the... They've been going quite a long time, put it this way. And they probably actually, they probably are. They bankrolled chunks of slavery, I would guess, um, being the nice, sure. Sure. value-driven, purposeful people they are. <laughs> um, but they sent him a letter basically saying, we're closing your account. And he wrote to the chief executive of his bank, Coots, um, which for the last month has had a massive great rainbow painted all over its front door. And it's front wall. It's a colossal 60 foot by 70 foot rainbow flag. That's how you walk into the Queen's Bank. So, so what say, color, what, what color did Nigel identify with? <laughs> red, white, and blue, of course. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> but I mean, I just imagine the Queen, well, she's dead, sadly, but uh, a putative queen walking into that actually a putative queen would be perfectly happy to walk into that bank, but it's not that sort of queen we're talking about. Um the the point being is that he, he received these letters and it, under the current rules um, governing 
closing down of bank accounts by banks, they do not have to tell you why they've done it. Right. We've been debanked five times, so I, I completely understand. Yeah, I, 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 I've been <laughs> unpaid a couple of times yeah. <laughs> because of this, if I recall yeah. rightly. Um, I have been paid now. I'm, I'm, I'm fully up to date. I know. I'm right, sorry, right, I'm not right. Complaining. Uh, but, the, but because of this problem, PayPal screws you over and so on yeah. and so forth. Yes. Um, so, so this was happening, but they do not have to tell you why. So Farage writes politely to the chief executive of Coots. Silence. Not even a pingback. Thank you very much for your email. We will respond to you in hmm, four, four years' time. Nothing. Um, we promise to get back to you in, well, you know, not even that. And so, finally, they debanked him. He then, and he then tried to open a bank account with nine other banks, wow. none of whom would accept his custom. Wow. Wow. Um, so it's, it's not just the one. But mm -hmm. once you've been debanked by one, right. the bush whisper goes out, don't let him in. Um, all right. Well, you know what they do is they, they, they put like a fraud. They say, you did something wrong in this other account. They don't tell you what that is. But then all the other banks see this fraud yeah. label and they don't take you. Well, well yeah. they, they, no, they're debanking. Now, the reason yeah. why they don't have to tell you is because... If you are being investigated for financial misdemeanors and fraud, mm -hmm. or in the case of what's called PEPs, politically exposed people, bribery mm -hmm. and unusual, unusual funds coming into your account, um, then if they, uh, if they, if you, if they have to tell you why they've done it, it might tip you off you're being investigated. Right. Right. Whereas having your bank account closed down for no apparent reason wouldn't tip you off at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nuts. The logic? Yeah. We can't tell you why you've been closed down, but you've been closed down. Hmm, thinks crook. I wonder why I've been closed down. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I mean, Nigel actually offered to turn up um at the at the bank with a truck so they could put all his money in in 10 pieces. Um <laughs> all right, you want you want to close it down? Give him my money back and I'll I'll take it in take it in pound coins. Um, exactly. But but the point being, it's he then, there are, and ironically enough, because of European Union legislation, you can push back and demand information, which he proceeded to do. He thought that this was being, uh, the whole business was uh, dicey. He didn't feel that his financial situation, this bank, you have to have to have either 3 million in your savings account or 1 million in your current account. Um, mm -hmm. quite an exclusive bank. Yes. Um, he felt that he had been there or thereabouts, but often under those limits over the last 15 or so years. So what was the big deal? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't debank you just because of these commercial rules they've got, because those rules bend all the time. Not sure. everybody can maintain that, and but they will in the future and so on and so forth. Um, and so he demanded... Um, he made what's called a subject access request, put it into the bank and said, anything you've been saying about me, send to me under data protection rules, which are ironically EU rules, um, given, given up what Nigel's been up to. Now, it took them a couple of weeks and they sent him a 40 page dossier of the stuff they've been saying about him. Hmm. 
And whilst there's this discussion about his commercial viability and how much money he had, and there was a business about the fact he held his mortgage with them, but that was being paid off last month. Um, and they, were, they felt that that would be a, a sufficient hook commercially to close his account. Once he's paid off the mortgage, I love this. Once we've stopped taking profit off him, let's close him. Yeah. We can close his account. Um, <laughs> but elsewhere in the same report, they basically said, no, he's fine, really. Fine. Commercially, he's fine. But the, re the problem is the reputational damage of us banking with this dreadful man, Farage. They then went on to quotes, and I'm not sure if your audience would be aware, um, about there's a whole series of stuff about how dreadful he is. Oh, uh, uh, he's perceived to be a racist and he's perceived to be that. Um, he's perceived to be a friend of Putin. Uh, um, <laughs> there was there was a what else, other things? Oh, he's a friend of Nogat Djok Djokovic. Ah, horrible. Yeah, dreadful <laughs> man. Um, not overly keen on uh, vaccina vaccinations. Right. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. That's that's the reason why that's a bad thing. His crime is the vax. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else? But, but most of the quotations and most of the references that they'd gone and found or they'd got an agency to go and found on their behalf were quoted from, I don't know, organisations that have famously been really fair and friendly to Mr Farage and his political perspective, such as The Guardian and The Independent. Yes, and, funny how that and works. A, a campaign organisation called Hope Not Hate, which are a far-left campaigning organisation whose stated aim is to destroy Nigel Farage. And his and his political perspective. Th these were the references they went for, and from, because of that, this whole slew of left wing organisations. Well, all these left wing organisations don't like Nigel Farage. You see, yeah, he's perceived by most people in the country to be a racist and a grifter. That'll be the most people of the country who voted in the same way as Farage when it came to the referendum. That'll be the same most people in the country that got had voted for his party to get to win two European elections on the trot. Um, it's baffling. And in fact, as somebody told me on Twitter today, uh, the description of woke is completely wrong because the positive description of woke is to be aware of people's prejudice and discrimination. Right. Well, by only sourcing their, their thoughts from left-wing organisations, they're clearly showing that one, they're discriminatory, and two, they're prejudicial because they're only one to one side of the argument. Of course. So, you, of course. so from that perspective, you can't call the bank woke. Um, yeah, you're right. If that was the case. But basically, Farage got this dossier, waxed it up a six minute video on, on YouTube, uh, did it on his, on his TV program. Uh, caused an absolute fuss. It then transpired. The BBC responded by saying that they had a good source within who knew the particulars of Farage's case that denied that there was anything to do with his politics. Hmm. An, an unnamed source who denied. <laughs> an unnamed source, but who was aware. Yeah. And so they put this thing out. All Everybody said, oh, Farage is lying, Farage is lying, Farage is lying. He then gets this report. He puts that out. It then transpires that the BBC journalist, the night before he put up the story, that was then picked up by all the usual suspects, the night before he put out the story saying that Farage is making it up, it's only, it's only the commercial stuff, etc. 
he had been sitting next to Dame Alison Rose, who happened to be the CEO of NatWest Bank Group, the ones that own Coots. Mm-hmm. Initially, there was, well, obviously the BBC is a journalist. They can't reveal their sources. You were sitting next to the CEO of at a boozy charity do the night before you wrote the story. Yeah, there you go. go. I wonder who it might be. (laughs) Initial, there was pushback, pushback, pushback. But in the end, the uh, Dame Alison Rose admitted it was her. Then the board of the bank put out a statement saying that they had full confidence in her and she would be staying as CEO. That was, I think, 5.30 on on Friday night. Mm Mm-hmm. At 1.30 a.m. Saturday morning, <laughs> after the Treasury had basically said, oi, her resignation was accepted. Uh-huh. But I think she's keeping her last year's £5 million salary plus bonuses. Funny how that works. Yeah. Isn't it good? Um, now, people might say that's undue pressure from the government on a commercial operation. Yeah? It's one view. What is yeah, it, 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 should the government be telling a bank, well, the largest shareholder in that West happens to be the government, i.e. me. Yeah. And everybody like me out there. Right. So they do have a say. Um, not only that, I mean, they the, the taxpayer bailed out that West. It was called Royal Bank of Scotland. Um, but then its name in England has become NatWest from a bank they bought 20 years ago. The taxpayer bought 80% of it, and it now owns 40%. It's been slowly selling it, selling it back into the market uh, since 2008. So, But they still own 39.8% or 39.6% wow. of the bank. That's a huge chunk. It's, it's yeah. the largest single shareholder. Yeah. So, yes, the government does have a say. Sure, sure. Um, so she resigns. But, um, so that's the first feeding frenzy. But then Farage basically kicks off and says, not good enough. Frankly, it shouldn't just be here. It should be Coots, the the guy from Coots who didn't even respond to him. Yeah. The next 24 hours goes and he has to resign. Oh, by the way, uh, a whole bunch, a whole slew of the left, when uh, Dame Allison resigned, basically said it was much misogyny <laughs> that she was forced to resign. Um, so the sac- uh, the re- resignation of a guy called Peter Flavel, who's the uh, Coots boss, um, did stop those claims. But seriously, the left, the left have found themselves, because they despise him so much and what he stands for, they were happy that for political reasons, and they're still saying it even now, political reasons that he lost his bank account. Now, you know, as, I, as well as I do, and I'm sure the audience does, you can't operate these days without a bank account. No, you can't. Most coffee shops won't sell you a coffee if you buy with cash. The decashing of society is happening apace. Um, is you, try entire... and buy a, you try and buy a car by cash. Yeah. A new car. Try it. They won't have, they do. No, no. <laughs> yeah, too much yeah, money. Yeah. Just, they'll, 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 they will have to go and do diligence on you if you turn up with a bunch of cash. Yeah. Um, the rules are set now so so strictly. 
uh, and this whole, particularly since COVID or during COVID, the, oh, but cash can kill you <laughs> because you might catch diseases from it. Um, all that with, argument. With those little touch screens on the ATM, they're perfectly fine. <laughs> you can wear gloves. Yeah, uh, okay, I see. You can wear rubber gloves. And gotcha. you can wash your hands. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. But anyhow, th th this drive to a digital future and a digital currency, particularly central bank digital currencies, is 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 involved in this. Um, now, there have been some honourable exceptions on the left who recognise the principle that it's not up to a commercial operation to decide that you can or cannot have a bank account. It's bad enough if a chip shop says, or a, a, a crisp, a food bar, yeah, says we won't serve right wing or left wing people here. But at least there's a thousand other food bars you can go to. Yeah, if you've been debanked, it's almost impossible to get another bank account. I know. From uh, so there have been some honourable exceptions on the left who recognise that this is not about Nigel Farage, the person, but about the principle. Um, well, and so I can't say they're all dreadful. Yeah. Um, but the Labour Party hummed and hard about it for a few days. Finally, uh, the leader of the Labour Party, who's likely to be our prime minister within a year, um, he finally agreed that it was wrong. And the, I mean, the basic fundamental tenet is that not just, not just the prejudice shown by this, this report, but the boss of the bank talked to a journalist about the private banking details of one of her customers. There you go. Yeah. If a junior clerk had done that, they'd have been out the door before their feet touched the ground. For sure. And rightly so. So, so let me ask right. you this. You know, in the U.S., there's been a great awakening, we call it. People are, you know, the left, the center, the right, all of them are awake to what's going on, except the 20% who will never, you know, even admit what's happening. So we have the, yeah, so we, we have, yeah, we have the democratic replacement like you do. We have it all. But is the UK, are people, we, you know, the, the Bud Light event kind of was a seminal event, which changed a lot of things. And now the boycott against the, you know, there's a new economy being built. What's happening in the UK? Are people waking up? You hear a lot of bad things about the UK, but is are the people awake as to what's happening? I, I, I would say the tide is still going the wrong way, mm -hmm. but there are signs such as this. Mm -hmm. By the way, the chairman of, uh, of NatWest, Sir Howard Davis, who is one of these people who floats from one major state institution to another major institution, getting yeah. bigger and bigger salaries as he goes. And right. he's, a, he's a dreadful... Dreadful is harsh, but he is a he's a, he epitomizes that sort of technocrat class that governs our lives. Mm -hmm. um, he's he he actually doubled down, said he wouldn't resign himself. Uh, he's seventy two. <laughs> um, most of us will be forced to retire by then. Um, but he has doubled down, and he's actually today said that he doesn't really. It was only because of political bullying that she had to the for the chairman or the CEO had to go. Um, which is interesting. I think he's desperately clinging on to his job by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. Um, and he should go because he, his error of judgment in backing her in the first place was as just as bad as hers as talking to a journalist. 
Well, we're essentially talking about accountability, which has to happen, right? And in banking, confidentiality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the funniest thing, of course, I mean, they've lost something like 4% in their share value, which cost the taxpayer mm -hmm. 300 million mm -hmm. um, because of its, its shareholding. And now people are blaming Farage for the, for the collapse in trust in the bank. In this case of no, Farage did nothing. Yeah. He didn't even say which bank he banked with. Ah. Uh, you're right. I remember him thinking that he, he didn't when I saw his interview on, on he was, was very, on very clear not yeah. to say what bank he was with. Yeah. And so uh, but the, people are now claiming that he's cost the taxpayer this money. No, it's the behavior of the bank. And if you wow. start talking about your customers private details if you start doing research into your customers and deciding to debank them horrible neologism by the way dreadful <laughs> word but um if you start to do that to them then people are going to lose confidence in you of course simple as that and it's not just it's not just nat west that's had this hit the other banks have had a hit on their share price as well because the entire and let's think what does britain do well globally what's our what's our ultimate selling point when it comes to the global economy mm, the city yeah, of wouldn't, london wouldn't be finance would it <laughs> wow <laughs> now and one of the things that's interesting is it's not just farage when he made his announcement very soon afterwards a facebook group of ten thousand other people small businesses and individuals who've been debanked now they've not known what to do i know people who've had this personally for years mm -hmm. but they're well, they don't have the access. They don't know what they're doing. They just, and also, if you've been debanked, you don't want to go around telling everybody. Sure. It's yeah, no. I mean, yeah. If you're a business, the last thing you want to do is cause a fuss. So they've stayed, stayed silent. So what's happened is because of Farage, people have become becoming aware. An organization is being set up to teach people how to find out what happened to them. Good, good. And that will mean... Oh, golly, the poor blighters in the bank's lower offices having to deal with thousands and thousands of these subject access requests, trawling through all their data to prove, well, what? And we will, it'll be very interesting to find out why all these people have been debanked. Well, uh, we'll have you back on to talk about that. <laughs> it'll, be, and it'll, it'll be months while this goes on. Yes. Um, but it'll be very interesting to plot geographically where they are are they stronger in brexit areas are there more of them there possibly we don't know but yeah. we will we will find out um but this of course it's not just the banking it's everything yeah it's the whole agenda sure um this i don't like the word woke but it is shorthand for we know what it's shorthand for this politicizing of everything well it's kind of like the word liberal i mean it, it it's used in a way that it was not intended i mean if you're liberal it should mean that you are open to new ideas but uh obviously yeah well it's, yeah and you believe in individual <laughs> rights and liberty right 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 so rather than the government controlling everything you do and so, of course well, well go ahead going forward uh the idea that is backed by this and comes behind this are things like central bank digital currencies. Mm -hmm. And then we start looking at uh, social credit ratings. Yep. Not just so, financial credit ratings, but the social credit ratings like they have in China, 
where good behavior can be rewarded and bad behavior penalized. That is the end goal for sure. So what's going on in the UK government and politically? I mean, you've heard well, some... interestingly, on this, the government actually acted quickly and effectively. Hmm. One, they put pressure on the bank to get rid of this woman for breaching customer confidentiality, for goodness sake. Fundamental, basic tenets of banking. Um, but they're also moving fast to change the regulations. Um, should there be a fundamental right? I, mean, I wish it wasn't the case, but with with what has been happening, should there be a fundamental right to a bank account? Hmm. If one so desires to have one. And that yeah. includes people in prison. Well, you right? have to be able to function, right? I mean, I, and yeah. even, I suppose, with a little bit of question mark over fraudsters, but um, <laughs> a little bit more careful about how they use their bank. But while they're in prison, one has to be one has to be able to still pay the rent and things of this sort. Um, so there's moves towards possibly that, uh, moves towards relaxing significantly this politically exposed person concept. Mm -hmm. Um I, I know somebody whose seventeen-year-old daughter, she was an elected member. Their seventeen-year-old daughter was not allowed to open a bank account because wow. the bank decided she might be open to bribery and corruption. Oh, for goodness' sake! <laughs> and they said that she wasn't allowed to open a bank account. And this is the sort of thing that's going on. So <clears throat> the whole thing is, the whole situation we've got is actually quite horrifying. But. This Farage thing's happened. It's woken a lot of people up. It's led with front pages for a week now. Mm -hmm. um, it's become a major issue. Then you have what happened in Scotland, where mm -hmm. the power of the Scottish National Party has been broken. Though they're still in power, their, their poll rating has collapsed. It's led to the ending of Nicola Sturgeon's career because she demanded that a rapist who decided that they were a woman should be sent to a woman's prison. Amazing. But the kickback happened. And Good. that that policy was was destroyed because people in Scotland said no. So there is there are positive signs, but I yeah. don't think I don't think the amount of control, the sheer amount of control these agendas have with the various sectors of business and industry. I know, mean, oh dear, I was talking to a businessman today and the sheer level of compliance, not only do they have to employ somebody who of course brings no income into the company, but that person has to check their social compatibility with policy, government policy. They don't have to, they don't have to just talk about how much energy they're using and on year on year, their buildings have to receive a reduction in energy usage and so on and so forth. But also they have to check their suppliers that they also comply. So not only do they cost themselves huge amounts of money for no positive impact, they also act as police on other companies. Yeah, they're now, starting to do that in the US. Biden's talking about getting rid of stoves, getting rid of appliances, all this crap is coming. Mm. So, but this is a company. And then and you've got the whole net stupid, yeah. uh, net zero agenda. 
um, that is, is is being driven by these things. I mean, the, one of the mad things about Alison Rose in that West being one of the major banks in Britain, she announced earlier this year that by 2025, they would stop investing in uh, non-green energy. Today, more than 50% of Britain's energy is gas-powered right. electricity. Not, in invest, not investing in gas-powered energy or companies that do not reduce their carbon footprint will be devastating. I, I don't think she realises. I, 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 somebody produced a very good report uh, on this but, uh, that I'll send to you at one point, but uh, the, the amount of impact that will have on the British economy, can you imagine the damage... <laughs> <laughs> not investing, it will strike down, it will break down. Even the banks, surprisingly enough, use electricity. Yeah, just, look at, Ger just look at Germany. It's, I mean, it's happening. As we and it's, it, it, it's absolute madness. Um, yeah. And the chase to, and Britain is behind Germany and France and other countries in this. I mean, mm -hmm. good Lord, even Tony Blair yesterday said that maybe we shouldn't be ch chasing net zero to quite such an extent. Of all people, Tony Blair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because that, the pushback you know, is coming, they're, they're, they fear the pushback because you know. Well, the electoral pushback yeah. is there. If you see what happened yeah. in Holland, um, you see what's happened in uh, uh, Finland, in Italy, and various other places. There is pushback. Um, there is no doubt that the next European elections will be very interesting, uh, and the drive towards a new commission. Um, it will be less gung-ho on these things than it was. But Britain is, is still committed to phasing out uh, petrol cars in seven years' time. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen. California is talking about that, too. Yeah, but California is in all sorts of trouble. Yes, um, they, are. they are. But uh, the, it, 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 is, it is utterly barking mad um, and destructive. It's Maoism. It's I mean, Maoism, essentially. As as always, who suffers? Won't be the rich. Yeah, the whatever's poor. left of the middle class, for sure. And the poor. Yeah, for sure. They the, the people who will suffer from this agenda are not the people with bank accounts at Coots. Let's put it this way. Last um, question. Last, last question. What's what's the, Nigel's future? What what do you think? Well, he's now a consumer champion, and and I think yeah. he's actually committed. I mean, one of the things about Nigel. I was talking to a, uh, uh, to a journalist only this morning about this, um, what, being asked what drives him. He has that very old-fashioned and slightly amorphous idea of fair play. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why he wanted Britain to leave the EU. He felt that we were taking laws that we had no say over. That isn't fair. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between fair play and justice. There's sure. a fundamental difference. In, in the UK, and I don't know about America, <clears throat> if a child is worsted, they say, that's not fair. In France, they say, c'est pas juste. Mm. The difference between fairness and justice is you and I can work out what is fair. Justice yeah. requires a higher authority. We Definitely. appeal to a higher authority, whereas the common law tradition appeals to our authority, our autonomy as human beings. And good point. I think yeah. Nigel is driven by this concept of fair play. I don't think he had the first idea that when he kicked this can, the amount of people 
who've come running to him. I mean, his inbox is bouncing back. There's been so many emails. His secretary at GB News doesn't have enough time to open the mail, the, yeah. the postal mail. The amount of people writing and saying, thank you, because this happened to me. What do I do about it? And so he's, as I say, at the beginning of this conversation, the liberal elite have managed to turn Nigel Farage, the hard-drinking, hard-smoking, roustabout fellow that he is, into a consumer champion, which, of course, in the past would have been the job of a left-wing person. Yeah, yeah like Chris right. yeah. And now you've, got, you've now got the right are now taking up positions, defending the interests of that underdog, the little guy, and the left defending the interest of a bank that only banks with multimillionaires. It's happening what across the world. world it's, it's happening across the world. I mean, yeah. in America, the ACLU doesn't defend liberty anymore. It just defends, you know, Marxism. It's amazing. Yeah, I, but I mean, you've had the case, the, uh, the, the bits about university entrance. Yeah. The Supreme Court case there, which struck down yes. uh, the racism of contemporary policy. We don't have a Supreme Court, but we do have the course of public opinion. And right now, it's going in the right direction. Well, now Biden is talking about ignoring the Supreme Court on that ruling. So we'll see. Oh, yes, I've goes. seen that because we only <laughs> accept the law that we like. Exactly. Exactly. Gawain, thank you. That's most informative for our audience. We want to have you back soon, and uh, good luck in your future endeavors. Thank you very much. Look okay. after yourself, mate. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.